following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Another week of Football Talk. Uh, we are here to give a precursor into something we'll be talking more in depth about go, coming, uh, coming in the next couple of weeks to months here. We're going to break down some divisional fantasy preview, or at least start to. But we will start it off with some news first and foremost. I am Kyle Ranney, joined as always by my co-host Gary Hall. Gary, how are you today? Uh, doing good. Staying hydrated. Yeah. Hydration is key. Um, we'll jump right into some news though here real quick. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles resign tight end Richard Rodgers. Most of you are going, who cares? Uh, could be the indicator on a possible trade or release of Zach Ertz there being a new tight end in town. The Baltimore Ravens have tried out former Bills, former Cardinals tight end Charles Clay. Of course they have. Well, I mean, he does have connections there. Yeah, with Greg Roman. He was a G-Row favorite. And they do have Sammy Watkins. Richard Sherman is waiting on an opportunity, waiting to see what di- what evolves and what options are out there for him before he signs his contract for this upcoming season. The Carolina Panthers have tried out former Packers star safety, haha, Clinton Dix. Stephon Gilmore has not shown up for mandatory minicamp with the New England Patriots. Interesting. Amidst. A want for a new contract and also dealing with recovery from an injury at the end of last year. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have re-signed or have signed quarterback Nick Mullins. He was just with San Fran, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, an interesting move nonetheless after waving Jamie Newman. The New York Jets restructure wide receiver Jamison Crowder, allowing him to become a free agent at the end of this year, uh, allows him to really chase another big deal before he turns 30 as well, which is a nice, kind of a nice move for both parts. Yeah, if he has a solid year uh, catching a lot of balls and proves that he can still play, either he can stay with the Jets on another deal or go find another team that's needy of a slot receiver. The Minnesota Vikings rework defensive end, Daniel, or Danielle Hunter, I think it is? I think it's Daniel. I think it's Daniel Hunter. Um... And he was a player who was up in arms, wasn't happy with his contract. They convert a lot of that to bonus money, uh, meaning he doesn't have to wait. He gets happy. The Vikings free up some money. And in doing so, have re-signed defensive lineman Sheldon Richardson for his second stint with the team. Yeah, that's a good way to keep the uh, the line, the defensive line together, especially um, if you want to... This late in a free agency. Yeah, and you want to have a competitive pass rush. Pass rush is a big deal for uh, for defenses, so... But this week, Gary, what do you say we start with the AFC here? Let's do it. Um, this is a little tricky because uh, some positions are like weaker. In different divisions yeah. than, than others. Uh, what do you say we start with like, a compass? We'll go uh, north, east, southwest. 
We'll go I'm clockwise here. It doesn't matter. I have a north, south, east, and west. On well, the AFC North, first and foremost. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to rank the top three of each division of each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, Gary, what do you got as the AFC North quarterbacks? So my number one quarterback I have is Joe Burrow. Um, I think after having a good rookie season, um, then getting hurt, now he's got a few more weapons. They built a little bit more around him on the line. Um, I think he's got a chance to be a very good quarterback. And with a, a division that's got two teams, I would say, that don't have strong quarterbacks, um, there's a chance that he's going to be the number one guy there. Um, number two, I have Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm not a fan of him as a passer, but he's still going to get his yards, um, still going to get his touchdowns. So I got him as the number two. And then I have Baker Mayfield at number three. I think Baker has the potential to be the number one spot. Um, it's just gonna have it's it's gonna depend on how him and Odell mesh a little bit. Um, we know uh, Jarvis Landry is his go-to guy, but when Odell's on the field, uh, there's just a lack of connection there. There's just something that they're missing. So if he can figure that out, he's got a chance to really put it together there and be the number one guy. But those are my three quarterbacks. You know, it's it's ironic because that's my exact order. Uh, I also I believe Burrow has the definite ability to be the number one guy there. He was on pace to be a the best quarterback in that division last year, um, prior to obviously the knee injury. Number two, Lamar, like Gary said, he's going to still get his points. He's going to still be able to produce there. Uh, and number three, Baker. Nothing against Ben Roethlisberger, but ultimately all three of these guys have a much higher upside. Much anyhow. higher upside, and I think. Um, just the potential around around them at quarter or at the um, quarterback position. I think these teams have. I like some of the Steelers receivers, but it, it depends. I don't know. They're very inconsistent. Absolutely, man. Uh, running backs. What do you got? So running backs. Um, I kind of, not taking a gamble, but at number one, I got Joe Mixon coming back uh, after an injury. I think that he's got a good chance to redeem himself um, and prove that he can be the uh, bell cow there again. Uh, number two, I have Najee Harris. Pittsburgh's going to, they we know they're going to try to run the ball more. They have the running back to do it now. Um, and then three, I have J.K. Dobbins with the Baltimore Ravens. We know they're going to run the ball. You you didn't want anything to do with any of the Cleveland backs. No, I wanted to put Chubb in where J.K. Dobbins was, but I don't know. I just, I think with how the Ravens are going to um, kind of still run the ball, even though they got those receivers, I think J.K. Dobbins has the chance to be a little bit more involved in that offense. All righty. Uh, I went with Nick Chubb as my number one, quite honestly. Um, he's always produced no matter who's there. I, I think that he will continue to produce, um, and I'm confident with Nick Chubb at one. I went Joe Mixon, two, even after the injury, and I went Najee Harris, three. Um, so really the only difference is you bumped my two and three up, you eliminated my number one. If we one. did a top five, I would have had him, obviously. Well, yeah, but... I just had a little bit different thinking there. Uh, wide receiver. I'll start this one. My um, number one on the list, I had Deontay Johnson out of Pittsburgh. I think he has the highest upside um, of anybody really in that division. My number two, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. I hated doing this because I really don't... I don't want to jump this high on a guy we've never really seen. But uh, I, I think I like the ability of, and, and options he's got there, going back to a player he's played with before. And number three, I went with Jarvis Landry. In a PPR league, he's always very uh, 
very big and very talented. The options that are in the forefront and the fact that you're probably going to see him do a little bit more... I don't know if I'd say a little bit more um, work-wise, but he likes to get targeted more when Odell's not around and we still don't know what we're going to see out of Odell. So that's my three. Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, Jarvis Landry. Gary, what do you got? So I have Jarvis at number one. Um, I still think... um, I think they're going to have a hard time getting Odell involved, and I think it's going to force Baker to look back at Jarvis. Um, So I have him at number one. Um, I wanted to put uh, Jamar Chase in here, but I went with T. Higgins instead. Um, We know that he's going to be seeing a lot of mismatches now that he's going to kind of be the inside guy. He's pretty big for an inside guy, too, but I love his route running. I love his playmaking ability, so I have him at two. And then I went with a Pittsburgh receiver, but I went with Chase Claypool. Um, I watched a little bit of film on him. Um, He had a really hot towards the beginning, towards the middle of the year, and then all of a sudden Ben just stopped targeting him, and he had a lot of... He fell off the face of the earth. So if they can keep him involved in the offense, they got a chance to make that guy a star receiver. Um, I liked Deontay Johnson as well, but he he had issues with drops, so I just want to... I, I think on the upside, Chase Claypool is the bigger body receiver that um, has the chance to really be the star. I like it. Uh, and I'll start tight ends as well here. Um, number one out of Baltimore, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. I think the clear cut and dry option, at least you'd think... Number two here, I'm going to go with Pat Fearmuth out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think Fearmuth walks in and immediately takes Eric Ebron's job. I don't mm-hmm. think it's tough to do. And I think he's got the upside, especially with Ben still being the quarterback there. Mm-hmm. They like to target the tight ends. Where Fearmuth might not necessarily be your yardage and PPR guy right, right away, but he's got the high touchdown mm-hmm. um, ability. And number three, I'm going to go with Austin Hooper out of Cleveland here. Gary, what do you got? So I had the same exact three. I just flip-flopped Mark Andrews and Fremuth. The only reason I did that is because I think now with Ben having a tight end better than Eric Ebron, I think he's going to look his way a little bit more. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of production from Pittsburgh out of the tight end position. It's, I think Pittsburgh's offense is going to change identities a little bit. I think they're going to be more of a run, ground-and-pound team, um, some play-action, tight end stuff. Um, I think they're going to stop going to the spread. I just think their offense is built more to tight ends and running backs. I know that they have a couple good receivers, but I think with how old Ben is getting, um, I think that type of offense will benefit them a lot more down the road until they get a different quarterback. I like it. Uh, Let's say we go to where we're familiar. Let's go to the AFC East now. Yep. Um, Quarterbacks, I'll start this off. I'm going to go Josh Allen at one. I'm going to go Mac Jones at two and Zach Wilson at three. I think uh, Mac Jones is going to be able to take that job from Cam Newton. I think he fits that system well, and it's not going to necessarily be that he's a better player, but I think he's a better system fit at this point. Yeah, um, I like Mac Jones. I have him in here, but I have Josh Allen at one. Clear cut number one if he has any kind of season like he did last year. He's in the running for MVP. Yep. Um, I have Tua at number two, and I didn't want to put him in here, but with how many pieces are around him, um, he should not fail. So if he does, obviously we don't think he's going to be the quarterback there, but I put him in here for the fact that it's going to be tough for him not to succeed with this offense. Um, And I have Mac Jones at three. Um, He's going to win the job out, whether it be three to five games into the season or whatever, but Mac Jones is going to get the job from Cam Newton, and... um, 
I, I did also did want to put Zach Wilson in here, but I think Zach Wilson's going to go through some growing pains a little early on. Doesn't have too much um, of a uh, of experience against top talent. Um, I, don't, I hate to say that because I know he's a talented guy, but New York, like the media, is also very big and got a lot of pressure. So I think we're going to see a little bit of growing pains in this rookie year, but I think obviously Zach Wilson's going to be a very talented quarterback. Yeah, um, see, I guess that's my thing is I think we might have seen the high side of Tua, and yes, he's got the ability to run, but I just, I think they're going to let Mac and Zach uh, really air the ball out this this time around. I'm just, with what I've seen with how Zach Wilson's been reacting to, like, the big show, it's just weird. Like, he's almost like a deer in the headlights at the moment. I think he's going to need a little bit to soak some stuff in. Alrighty, uh, running back here, this one was tough for me. I don't know how how it went yeah, with this you. Yeah, this tough. Uh, with me at running backs here, I want Miles Gaskin at one, Michael Carter at two, and Devin Singletary at three. Uh, Devin Singletary is a guy who I haven't always been a biggest fan of, but rumor has it he's started to look very good. He looks like he cleaned up and he's coming into camp like a whole other player here. Uh, Miles Gaskin proved last year he was pretty good and he can make an impact. And Michael Carter... I think the Jets are going to have to figure out a way to stay active and good in the games, and I think Michael Carter is going to be the option here. Uh, so those are those are my guys there. Yeah, so I also had Miles Gaskin at number one. Um, he's their go-to guy. Uh, going to get all the yards for them at the running back position. Um, could be a sneaky pick, too, in fantasy, because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, who's Miles Gaskin? You know what I mean? Um, number two, I have a little bit of a little bit of a hot take, but I have Ramondre Stevenson out of uh, New England. I think he's got the chance to be a LeGarrette Blount type player. Um, um, Bilicek loves that kind of ground and pound type of uh, running back. They don't really have too much at the running back position ahead of them. They do have, um, uh, who am I thinking of? The guy from uh, Georgia. He just hasn't worked out. Sony Michelle. Sony, sorry. Sorry. Well, Sony Michelle. Um... And then uh, James White. Yes. But I think that Ramondre Stevenson has a chance to take most of the carries there. Um, with how his running style is. And then three, I have Michael Carter. Um, the Jets don't have too much at running back, and they drafted him for a reason, so I think he's going to get the lion's share of carries and um, options and targets in the passing game out the backfield. I like it. Gary, what do you got receiver-wise? So receiver-wise, I tried not to be a homer, but I just couldn't not put him in there. Um, so I have Diggs at number one. I have Devontae Parker at number two. Um, I know a lot of people are like, but wait, they got Jalen Waddle. Yes, but I still think Devontae Parker is going to see a lot of the um, targets there for the fact that he's just been there and um, we know how dangerous he can be when healthy. He's just got to stay on the field. And then number three, I have Cole Beasley. Um, Cole Beasley had a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns last year, and was very quiet in fantasy. Team, people who picked Cole Beasley were very happy with Cole Beasley. So I think there's a chance that uh, Cole Beasley could be another top wide receiver target in um, that division. Well, I don't think you're wrong because I went Stephon Diggs at number one. I went Cole Beasley at number two. Mm-hmm. I was trying Cole, not to do it. No, but. I, you know, but it's got nothing to do with trying not to because certain divisions are going to have it. And Cole mm-hmm. Beasley was a top 25 receiver last year. Yep. He was consistent. He doesn't take away targets from Diggs. He's going to see his own work out of the slot. Um, so I'm going to go Diggs, Beasley, and then I'm going to go Jalen Waddle here. I think Waddle's going to actually reap the benefits of Devontae Parker there and be able to see easier coverage. So I think Waddle will end up being the the third receiver there out of 
out of the AFC East. Um, Gary, what do you got tight end-wise? So tight end was tough because there's not too much. Um, only two of the teams really have um, tight ends. So I went, um, let's see here. Where am I? Oh, yeah. So I have Hunter Henry. Um, I think you forgot a big name. Yeah, I did. I was. I, I'm going to put him at two. Um, Mike Kosecki and then uh, Janu Smith. Um, see, I got Kosecki as my one. I have Janu Smith at two, and I, I've been on this, and he already got banged up, and I don't want to be on the Hunter Henry hype train. I'm going to go Dawson Knox at three. We talked about that kind of on the air. He's been going to see somebody help with the site. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go Dawson Knox for the chance option that he ends up getting better with his reception. He's got talent. He just drops the ball a lot. Ain't that the truth? Um, AFC self here, Gary. Next on the list. Start us off at quarterback. So I have Carson Wentz. Um, I I like that Carson Wentz got to a spot where there's a lot of talent around him, a lot of um, offensive line help. Uh, running backs, receivers, everything he could want there. So I think he's got the chance to really produce uh, with that team. Number two, I have Ryan Tannehill. Um, Ryan Tannehill's a very good game manager style quarterback. He produces when he's got the talent around him. We see it with Derrick Henry there, uh, A.J. Brown. Now he's got Julio. So um, potential to really still be a decent um, quarterback. And then I have Trevor Lawrence at third. Um, I think people are going to expect Trevor Lawrence to be a dominant quarterback. I just, I think he's going to be okay, but I don't think he's going to be the end all be all just yet. It's going to take a couple years, but I think Trevor Lawrence uh, ends up as the third best quarterback in the division. Um, Obviously, nobody's jumping on a Houston Texans quarterback right. being. We don't know who that's going to be. Uh, I'm going to swap one and two, Gary. I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill at one, especially with garnering and gaining Julio Jones there. Um, prior to having Julio, his numbers were actually similar in the passing game to Patrick Mahomes. Since going to new or since winning the starting job in Tennessee, um, he's no slouch at quarterback, and he's been a low end top ten starter. So I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill at one. I'm going to go with the revitalized Carson Wentz at two. I've heard out of uh, mandatory minicamp, he's looked pretty good in Indianapolis so far, uh, and he has the support of Frank Reich. Uh, number three, I will go Trevor Lawrence here just because. For all-inclusive purposes, we don't know who the Houston Texans starting quarterback is. Uh, I mean, if for some reason it is Deshaun Watson, I think you have to put Watson at three. Yeah. Um, but if it's Davis Mills or, or Tyrod or Tyrod or Tyrod, I'm sorry. I don't think uh, I don't think I'm putting them over Trevor Lawrence. Gary, what do you got at running back? So at running back, I have. Um, Derrick Henry, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then James Robinson. We went with the same three, and that you know it's it's impressive because it's a very. I almost put Robinson slash Etn because I want to see what they what they do. I considered that, and I also considered looking at um, going Henry Taylor, Naeem Hines. Yeah. Um, I think that third one's kind of rotation, but. I, uh, I I like it. We both want the same Henry Taylor Robinson. I think Henry Taylor are entrenched there at one two, and I think Robinson's uh, far and away uh, third on that yeah, option. Yeah, correct. 
Uh, wide receivers, I'll start off here. I went A.J. Brown at one. I went Julio Jones at two. And I went D.J. Chark as my third. Um, I tried to figure out a indie wide receiver that I could schedule up in here. It's very tough. Um, I think A.J. and Julio are by far away one and two. I don't like anything in Houston enough yet. I'm not going to put Brandon Cooks on that list. Um, T.Y. still has a lot to prove from last year. T.Y. could end up being the guy at three, Mm -hmm. but I think for all purposes it's D.J. Chark here, a veteran receiver who can teach Trevor Lawrence. Gary, what do you got? So my first two are the same, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and then for three I put Michael Pittman. I like the pairing with Carson Wentz. He's a big body receiver. I just think that... There's a chance that we see a, a, a rise in production out of Michael Pittman. Absolutely, and that's the thing is is like the AFC South is really the first one. I feel like there's been such an open rotation at that number three. Right. Of who, it could be anybody. Uh, and tight end, I'm gonna go Jack Doyle as my first tight end here. I'm gonna go Anthony Ferkser out of Tennessee as my number two, and I'm gonna go Gary's boy Brevin Jordan as my number three on this list here. Um, I think ultimately. That Jordan's going to end up being a starter for them and hopefully be able to be a productive guy. Gary, what do you got? So I wanted to put Brevin Jordan in there. I just couldn't until I knew the quarterback situation. So my number one, uh, Jack Doyle, uh, two, Ferkshire, and then three, I put Trey Burton. Um, they have two talented tight ends there in Indy. Um, and we saw some production out of Trey Burton last year. So now with another good quarterback, I think we could see still uh, some production there. Like I said, Brevin Jordan's a talented player. Um, I just unless it's Deshaun Watson. See, that's I, I guess that's maybe, why I like him so much more is because I know a rookie tight end's get, or a rookie quarterback's gonna need a throw to a tight end often. I know. I just I don't know. I'm I I, I need to see it on film first. Um, and finally the AFC West uh, quarterbacks. I think I think ours are gonna be different, and it's gonna be number three that changes here. Uh, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes at one, Justin Herbert at two, and Derek Carr at three. Gary, what do you got? I have Mahomes one, Herbert two, and Derek Carr at three. All right. I know you're not the biggest Derek Carr fan, so I didn't know if you were going to be coming up with uh, with some um, Drew Locke love or what we were looking at on that one. Locke could have a resurgence, but I, like, The safe right bet? Yeah. For right now, it's just, I think Derek Carr still has a chance. I mean... I don't necessarily hate Derek Carr. I'm just, he doesn't, to me, he just doesn't have the next level it factor, if that makes sense. No, uh, 1,000% makes sense. Um, the running backs here, number one, I'm going to go Austin Eckler out of, the, out of the Chargers. He's got the pass catching ability really unlocked there. Number two, I'm going to go Josh Jacobs out of Vegas. I... He's going to lose carries to Kenyon Drake, and it's almost already been echoed by um, Gruden that they're going to find a way to get the ball into Kenyon Drake's hands. However, that is a that is one of the closer to 50-50 teams in running passing in that division. So I have to think it's, uh, it's a thing here. Uh, and I'm going to go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of Kansas City as my three. What do you got? So I have Josh Jacobs at number one. I did think about um, the Kenyon Drake thing. But I think Kenyon Drake almost adds a little bit of a benefit. Like, people don't see it the way I'm going to explain it. Um, they know when Josh Jacobs is in the game, they're going to run the ball. 
Um, now when Kenny Drake's in, are they going to run or pass? Um, Kenny Drake's going to take some of his carries away, but I think it's going to make a little bit more um, room for Josh Jacobs to run because they're going to be able to do, uh, if they run like a two running back set where they got both of them lined up in the shotgun, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? I think there's a chance that he could still be a very relevant fantasy running back and still put up a lot of points. Um, and then number two, I have Austin Eckler. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, hopefully he stays healthy. And then three, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. All righty. Uh, Gary, what do you got at, re- at receiver here? So clear-cut number one is Tyreek Hill. There's no doubt about it. Uh, number two, I have Keenan Allen. Um, I think paired with Herbert and with the production we saw last year, he's got a good chance to really still continue his production. And then I have Henry Ruggs. Um, I think he started off a little bit rough, and we proceeded to see a little bit of improvement. So I think that Henry Ruggs could take over um, that offense and be that number one guy. Uh, So you and I are on par. Pick one, pick two, Tariq Hill, Keenan Allen, my number three, I'm going to go with another rookie here. Or, uh, sorry, just recently rookie. I'm going to go Jerry Judy at number three. He had the drops, and everybody knew that was an issue, but it was really one or two bad, bad games. Um, I think he's going to be able to really step it up and prove it from another level, and I think that he's going to be the number one option there. So I'm going to go Jerry Judy at three. Gary, what do you got at tight end here? So... Uh, people might come for my neck here. So I put Waller at one and Kelsey at two. I like Waller because Waller um, seems to be that seems to be the offense there. They like to really get him the ball. Um, it's him and Jacobs. So I think Waller has the chance to really still produce a lot. And I think um, I'm putting Kelsey at two uh, for the fact that I don't know. I just. He's not that he's older, but he is getting a little older. So I think the production is eventually going to start dropping, and I don't know if it's this year or not. But I don't know. I I just think Waller is going to have another boom type of season. And then I have Jared Cook at three because there's not too much else at tight end in that division. I went Travis Kelsey at one. I went Darren Waller at two, and I went Noah Font at three. Um, Noah Font was on par to be a a very high end. Um, tight end last year prior to the injuries, so I am happily going to jump on that. I wanted Font, but I was, I'm like with, with how Locke just hasn't been there yet. I'm just waiting. I almost pulled the trigger on. I just couldn't do it. Uh, I still think tight ends make a quarterback, and if he's good enough, he'll keep it there. So that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, Gary and I talked AFC this week. Uh, this week, Wednesday, so Friday, you'll get us talking the NFC. Uh, probably starting in July, we'll really start breaking down each team's fantasy values and assets uh, on depth charts here. Uh, and those will be full episodes, so look forward to that. If there's anything you guys would like to hear us talk about fantasy football wise, shoot us a message. Get a hold of us on Facebook at Fantasy Beasts FB Pod. Or at fan Fantasy Beasts FB on Twitter, we are more than happy and open to talking with you guys. We're always inter- entertaining, yep. uh, entertaining and talking with our fans and friends and giving our insight. So, guys, jump on, jump on in and give us some talk. And until next time, 
You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Have a good one, guys.